as the nation of Israel marches into day six of battle in this new war. The Hamas terrorists have found strange bedfellows, or have they, in the halls of Congress and on the colleges of campuses around the United States. Is this really about colonization? And do people actually understand what they're talking about? A Ukrainian informant, a Ukrainian leader in the war effort there, an American transgender, has been reinstated by the U.N., why were they put on probation in the first place? We'll take a look. And Vice President Kamala Harris returns to South Carolina. Specifically, she goes to the College of Charleston. All of that today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Welcome in. It is Thursday, October the 12th in the year of our Lord, 2023. A lot to get to, as always. Appreciate you joining the program, the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. Mitch Prosser finishing up his days of vacation. He'll be back on the program next time, but we're glad you're joining us. Now, there are some key things that we need to get into today, and that starts with this issue of Hamas terrorists have found bedfellows here in the United States, specifically those who either are openly supportive or quietly supportive of what's happened in Israel. Of course, if you missed our show earlier this week, we, we went into an in-depth breakdown of what happened in Israel and what could happen. Again, the news is flowing at a, at a rapid rate coming out of Israel. Again, they're about seven to eight hours ahead of us in the Holy Land, so news breaks usually in the morning and right when you're waking up. So there there are going to be some changes here that happen over the course of the next several hours. But Hamas terrorists have found some interesting groups that are supporting them. Specifically, we have Black Lives Matter. Now, the BLM Chicago chapter put out a tweet a couple days ago. They've since taken it down. It said, we stand with Palestine. Specifically, they used a paraglider. Again, again, let me just, not all Palestinians are members of Hamas. Not all members of Hamas, never mind, I'm not even going to go there. To say you stand with Palestine is one thing, I suppose. I, I can save my comments on that for another day. The problem we have is when you put a picture of a hang glider on your graphic, that's a terrorist. So you're saying you stand with terrorism. Now, let us go to this statement put out by Black Lives Matter. Here's what it says, quote, Black Lives Matter, it's on your screen. Stands in solidarity with our Palestinian family who are currently resisting 57 years of settler colonialism and apartheid. There's no apartheid in Israel. As black people continue to fight to end militarism and mass incarceration in our own communities, let us understand the resistance in Palestine as an attempt to tear down the gates of the world's largest open-air prison. Whose fault is that? It's not Israel's fault. Israel hasn't controlled the Gaza Strip since 2006. Hamas has been c controlling the Gaza Strip since 2006. So it's the largest open-air prison. Whose fault is that? They got a sewage problem? Whose fault is that? Tell me, whose fault? When we send pipes to replace the sewage... They turn them into rockets. Largest open-air prison, my foot. 
As a radical black organization grounded in abolitionist ideals, we see clear parallels between black and Palestinian people. Like what? Like what? Name them. Name them. Oh, they're not white, so I guess it counts. You'd be surprised. Never mind. Not going to go there. We, too, understand what it means to be surveilled, dehumanized, property seized, family separated, our people criminalized and slaughtered with impunity, locked up in droves, and when we resist, they call us terrorists. We, too, dream of a world where our people may live freely on decolonized land. May the borders, checkpoints, prisons, police, and watch lists that terrorize our communities crumble, and may the world we build from their ashes honor those who have fallen into the struggle. Call for terrorism in the United States, Exhibit A. Exhibit A. College groups did the same thing over the weekend and into early this week. This from George Mason. George Mason University Students for Justice in Palestine stand in support of the liberation, liberation of the Palestinian people and support the rights to resist for Palestinians living under Zionist occupation. On October 7, 2023, listen to this muddle-mouthed garbage from this group. Palestinian resistance fighters began mobilizing from Gaza into surrounding occupied areas, reclaiming land and seizing settlements considered illegal and a violation of international laws. This mobilization is in response to decades of colonial violence against the Palestinian people, including the never-ending siege on Gaza, again, Gaza not controlled by Israel, the constant brutal attacks committed against Palestinians, both by the IOF, I'm assuming IDF, and by settlers, and the IOF's habitual desecration of Al-Aqsa Mosque. Really quick, the Israelis have allowed the Muslims to put the mosque on the Temple Mount. It's still under Israeli control. The bombing of Gaza in response to the resistance is unceasing and barbaric, carrying out several massacres, leveling homes on residents' heads, and leaving entire families martyred. In a pathetic attempt to restore its broken prestige due to historic resistance advances. How dare you? Shame on you. And they don't care. No one who supports Hamas. And, and let me just be fr quite frank with you if I can. Anyone who says, well, I can kind of understand it. No. Right there, you're supporting terrorism. There is but no excuse for someone to walk into a village, shoot a dog, go into a house, realize there's no one there because they're in their safe place, and say, I'm going to set the house on fire. You set the house on fire, so either the people, the Jews, living in the house will either burn alive, or if they try to escape the house and being burned alive, you'll shoot them on sight. These people, these Hamas terrorists, are... They're humans, and I pray by God's grace that he get a hold of them, get a hold of their heart, get a hold of their mind, change them from the inside out. But what I fear is that no one is willing to reckon with the evil that we have seen. Specifically groups that support Palestinian terrorist groups, Hamas, Hezbollah, and others, are not willing. They are unwilling to meet what this is. It is terrorism. It is abomination beyond anything you've ever seen. 
And that takes us to Rashida Tlaib. Speaking of abominations. Rashida Tlaib once called the Holocaust a calming thing. When she thought about the Holocaust, it was a calming thing for her. So, what does she have to say about this? Because, really quick, before we get to her statement, here's Rashida Tlaib's office. Now, I've been inside the office buildings in the United States Capitol area. I went into the Senate offices. I didn't go into the House offices. But here on the Senate offices side, or on the House offices side, this is Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib's office. Now, here what we see prominently displayed is a uh, United Auto Workers banner, Save the American Dream. Turns out it's the policies passed by your administration that you support and your party that have crippled the auto workers industry. Beside the point. There are four flags outside of Rashida Tlaib's office, as you can see on your screen. The first one, the black, red, white, and green, is the Palestinian flag, followed by the flag of Michigan, followed by the flag of Detroit. Then then the outdated gay flag, pride flag, that's outdated. Um, that's not the right one, Congresswoman Tlaib. But it's interesting that the flag on the far right and the flag on the far left of your picture on your screen do not coexist. If you were to take that flag to Gaza, if you were to take that flag to Qatar, if you were to take that flag to Iran or to Syria or to any Muslim predominantly run country, they would throw you off of a building because that's what they do. They throw gays off of buildings. So in one of these kibbutzes um, over the weekend, a it was found, and they've since tried to turn it into conspiracy theory, but it was found that 40 babies were murdered, some of them beheaded. So a Fox News reporter tries to track down Rashida Tlaib. Here is uh, Ms. Tlaib, Congresswoman Tlaib's response uh, to the questions posed by this reporter. Terrorists have um, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib. Notice she never said a word. Never said a word. Uh, this is because Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib supports what's happening. I don't think that's a broad brush statement. I don't think that's something to say out of turn. 
I think Congresswoman Tlaib, along with Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, Cory Bush, Ayanna Presley, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, every single one of them is an anti-Semite. I believe every single one of them is, is, is hateful toward Jews, and at their basest instincts, they probably believe the, some of the same things. If you cannot turn to a camera, if you cannot turn to a reporter and say, you know what, yeah, maybe chopping off 40 babies' heads was a little too far. If you can't say that, you support it. If you can't decry it, you support it. Thus, the reason the White House had to come out yesterday and admonish these representatives. Now, the woke white liberal view of everything happening in Israel right now is that this is all about colonization and decolonization, and the Palestinians are just trying to decolonize. Let me let you in on a little secret here. Anyone with a functioning cerebral cortex would understand that Israel is the lone democratically run country surrounded by Muslim-controlled countries. Whom, whomst, seek the very annihilation of the state of Israel and the Jews that reside there. By the way, Israel has a, has a wild, wildly large Arab population. Just putting it out there. Again, forgive me, where's the colonization? Whomst is being colonized? Whomst. All of this came from the Gaza Strip. Gaza hasn't been controlled by Israel since 2006. Israel ceded control to Hamas in 06 and have since kept them at bay. But thanks to our friend of the program, Libs of TikTok, we have this video of this person. Uh, here we go. Listen to this person talk about um, Israel. I can't stop thinking about the way that um, colonization is in its reckoning period um, across so much of West Africa and Central Africa. We're seeing coups and we're seeing uprisings. And, you know, I'm not an expert on the politics of Israel and Palestine. But it is also deeply unsurprising to me seeing what's happening in Palestine. Because everyone is acting, like some people are acting confused. And the instinct here, given the complexity, is to see things in terms of this is horrific, what's happened to Israel. But when you all examined colonization and decolonizing what did you actually think that would look like like for real it is so interesting watching people comment on this and it's like this visual struggle of respectability politics and the way that there should be a diplomatic solution. And when you are violently oppressed for that long, 
What do you think the uprising against your oppressors looks like? And I say this, as a white person living in colonised Australia on stolen land. Like, some of you all need a bit of a reality check, I think. Because, like, what did you think was going to happen? What did you think breaking free of colonial oppressors' chains looked like? Anyway, can't stop thinking about it. What did you think it was about? You obviously have no idea. This this TikToker obviously has no idea. Of course, she admittedly says, I, I don't really know what's going on between Israel and Palestine. I'm no expert. Well, that's obvious from your statements. This is not about colonization. This is not about colonization. Do you think do you think breaking free from the shackles and chains of, of colonization, and I disagree with her point there, do you think that allows you to Warning for children in the car. I'll give you a second. Three, two, one. Do you think that allows for these Hamas terrorists to go into villages and into towns and kill children, kill entire families, and take women and children hostage? And I'm quoting a Hamas terrorist here who was captured to, quote, rape them, end quote. Do you think that's a good thing? Do you think that's a virtuous thing? Do you think that's required? Are you saying that it's going to be required in Australia because you, quote, live on stolen land? Do you think that's required in the United States of America because, quote, live on stolen land? Really, extrapolate the point. Extrapolate the point out to its final conclusion. Extrapolate it out to its final thought. Do you honestly think this is a good thing? Do you honestly think this is a virtuous thing? And if you do, and obviously I believe you do, you might need some help. This is not about land. This is not about colonization. This is not about apartheid. Hamas has no claim to Jerusalem. Hamas has no claim to any other part of Israel in terms of territory. They are solely trying to kill Jews. And that is why the former leader of Hamas has called for a day of jihad. Former Hamas chief has called, uh, Khaled Meshal. He led Hamas from 04 to 2017. He now lives in Qatar because he'll, he wouldn't live in the Gaza Strip. Why would he live in Gaza? He has declared Friday as a worldwide day of jihad. We must head to the squares and streets of the Arab and Islamic world on Friday, said Meshal, who currently heads Hamas's diaspora office. He's based in Qatar said the governments and peoples of Jordan, Syria, Lebanon, and Egypt have a bigger duty to support the Palestinians. Tribes of Jordan, sons of Jordan, brothers and sisters of Jordan, this is a moment of truth and the borders are close to you. You all know your responsibility, he said in a recorded statement. To all scholars who teach jihad, to all who teach and learn, this is a moment for the application of those theories. Jordan and Lebanon are homes to the largest number of Palestinian refugees. He's called for a day of worldwide jihad. Uh, it was reiterated by Hamas itself, according to the Israeli-run Washington, D.C.-based Memory, uh, which is the Middle East Media Research Institute. Uh, they said that Hamas urged its supporters in Gaza, the West Bank, and Israel to rise up in what is calling the Al-Aqsa Flood, echoing what was the secretive Palestinian mastermind Mohammed Diaf called the attacks that he launched Saturday. The phrase Israel's most wanted man used in an audio tape broadcast as Hamas fired thousands of rockets out of Gaza Strip over the weekend signaled the attack was payback for Israeli raids at Jerusalem's Al-Aqsa Mosque. 
We declare next Friday the Friday of the Al-Aqsa Flood. It is a day to rally support, offer aid, and participate actively. It is a day to expose the crimes of the occupation, isolate it, and foil all its aggressive schemes. It is a day to demonstrate our love for Palestine, Jerusalem, and Al-Aqsa. Again, I don't understand this. There's really no, uh, there's really no draw to Jerusalem in, in any way, shape, or form. I, I don't quite understand that. Of course, this is on top of multiple displays and protests throughout the country and uh, here and around the world. I don't know what that means for Friday. I, I don't. What I do know is that we cannot sit idly by and let terrorists run the world. Our prayers continue to be with the people of Israel. Our prayers continue to be with the churches in Israel, specifically as a Calvary Chapel person myself. I know of two Calvary chapels in Israel. Uh, we're praying for those pastors, praying for Prime Minister Netanyahu, praying for Secretary of State Antony Blinken and um, Lloyd Austin, who will be in um, who will be in Israel in the coming days. The United States is sending massive reinforcements in terms of weaponry, in terms of support, financial and otherwise. Praying for the hostages that have been taken by Hamas, many of them American citizens. Praying for the citizens of Jerusalem and those who have lost loved ones, those who can't get back into their home country, those who can't leave their home country. We are banded together by a shared love of that land. And um, we are consistently praying for the peace of Jerusalem and the peace of Israel as um, we are commanded in Scripture. And uh, I believe that if you don't obey the command of God in Scripture, you are in defiance of His will and defiance of His word. We continue to lift up our brothers and sisters in Israel and, and those who are there who do not know Christ. We pray that this would draw them ever closer uh, to the Messiah who has come. Moving on, we do still have a war in Ukraine. No one's talking about it. Um, but a transgender American, a man, Michael Cirillo, has decided to live his life as Sarah Ashton Cirillo. He's 45 years old. He was removed by Ukrainian MOD last month because they he made some comments regarding Senator J.D. Vance, Republican senator of Ohio. Senator Vance raised concerns. Uh, by the way, Cirillo is a military spokesperson in Ukraine. Senator Vance sent a letter to Antony Blinken, Lloyd Austin, and Avril Haines accusing Cirillo of threatening physical violence to anyone who circulates Russian propaganda. That's true. Cirillo said, quote, that they were going to hunt down Russian devils, and that included anyone who spread misinformation about Russia or Ukraine. So this, this trans person uh, does not regret anything about what was said. And so they threaten, he threatens a U.S. senator. And this man is then put on notice and, and suspended. The U.N. just reinstated this person. I have to ask a question. As we're seeing this united front in Israel, 
What is Ukraine fighting for? It would seem to me that that uh, Volodymyr Zelensky would seek to have the best and the brightest Ukrainians running his operation as they fight against a strong force from Russia. So why the American man who thinks he's a woman? What is what is Ukraine fighting for? Are they fighting for democracy? Or are they fighting for liberalism? Now again, I'm not saying they're in the wrong in their fight against Russia. I'm just asking the simple question, what ideals are they advancing? And for that matter, what ideals are the Americans advancing? As we have this man who thinks he's a woman threatening U.S. senators and others who possibly might disagree with this person's worldview of what's going on, saying they need to be killed. What are we giving to the world? We know what we're giving to Israel. We know what we're giving to Ukraine. What are we giving to the world? Because we are an empire. As far as it's fallen, America is still an empire. What are we giving to the world? One final thing on the show today. We know what's been given to the College of Charleston. Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris, visited the College of Charleston over uh, just the past couple of days. Yesterday, in fact, Kamala was down in Charleston. She was joined by one of the Tennessee Three, because for whatever reason, he needs to be there. This is this is Kamala's college tour. She's going on tour, man. She's been on tour. She's talking about fighting for freedoms. What freedoms? I don't know. Maybe freedom. It it as most Kamala Harris events, she sits with a handheld microphone because it allows her to lean in and and really educate you and learn you something. Here's Kamala Harris talking about what she eats for breakfast. I will tell you, I eat no for breakfast. <laughs> I don't hear no. <laughs> and I encourage you not to hear it. Is she trying to be rocky? I hear no bell. What is she saying? I eat no for breakfast. What What does that mean? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> she spoke a lot about the typical things. She actually went after the South Carolina House of Representatives and Senate. Uh, you know, there's a legal battle going on in the Supreme Court right now dealing with our congressional map and supposed gerrymandering. Won't get into that today. So she goes after that for a little bit. Obviously, she talked about abortion and other things because the sacraments are still the sacraments, even in times of great worldwide peril. Here is um, Kamala, Kamala, whatever, talking about her favorite thing. You might not know it. But your vice president's kind of a nerd. So I'll tell you one of the things about me. So I'm kind of a nerd on certain levels about certain things. So here's one reveal. I love Venn diagrams. (laughs) I love Venn diagrams. I'm telling you, whenever I'm facing like a conflict and I need to sort it out, give me a Venn diagram every day of the week, right? So you like circles? Overlayered? That doesn't make you a nerd. That just kind of makes you kind of dumb. Maybe, do you need a Venn diagram to help you talk about the border? Do you need a Venn diagram to help you understand what a woman is? Like, what are you using a Venn diagram for, Madam Vice President? 
She likes Venn diagrams, and she loves yellow school buses. Those are her two big things. She gets a big kick out of those. She loves them. What is the purpose of this? The purpose of this is for Kamala Harris to go to the most um, easy-to-nab voter block, even though she called this voter block stupid not but four years ago. Get to these voter blocks specifically in South Carolina because South Carolina now becomes the first primary period in the Democratic calendar. Uh, they stole that away from Iowa and New Hampshire because Biden doesn't perform well in Iowa and New Hampshire. He performs well in South Carolina. They want to show that he's doing something. By the way, there's no point in having a primary here because no one's running against him. What's he going to do, defeat Marianne Williamson? As we know, Robert Kennedy Jr. has already announced a third-party run. So Kamala Harris gets up here with this known insurrectionist and this other person who's a sycophant who's going to ask her questions. And she's just going to ramble about Venn diagrams and liberal policy and how she and Joe Biden are making the world a better place. Meanwhile, we have two wars breaking out, one in Europe and one in the Middle East, and I'm sure the Far East isn't far behind with China and Taiwan. So, yeah, things are going well, splendidly well for this president this administration. Now, I will say I have been very much in favor of the statements put out by the president in regards to the situation in Israel. I believe he's done a fairly good job. Aid is moving to Israel as it should be, and hopefully we continue to see that uh, that aid and that support grow over the coming days and weeks. But when it comes to Kamala Harris, as we and you know, you don't try to make fun of somebody; you just try to talk to them and talk about them in, in a kind way. What we're seeing from Vice President Kamala Harris here is an attempt to be one of the cool kids. I'm just one of the cool kids, man. I'm wearing my pantsuit, holding my holding my handheld microphone, talking to you, college kids. Hello, youths. Telling you, this administration, for, for all the good I just put on them for what they're doing with Israel, still one of the worst presidencies of our lifetime. Everything is innately more expensive. Cities are less safe. The world is less safe. Your money doesn't hold a high value anymore. The values that you've once held dear are being broken down from the very foundation, every opportunity. These people don't know what they're doing. Or better yet, they know what they're doing and they're succeeding at what they're doing. It might be worth taking a bit of a deeper look into. That's all the time we have on the show today. Again, a lot going on in the world. And we try to keep you updated as much as we can here on the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. If you want more information on us, you can go to palmettofamily.org. Sign up for our email newsletter that comes out at least once a week. Keeps you updated on everything going on and gives you a chance to catch up on some episodes you might have missed here on the Palmetto Family Matters Network. You can also go there if you'd like to invest in the work that we're doing. Again, none of this is able to take place unless we partner together. And it's by your support that we're able to continue to do the things that we need to do to make South Carolina a better place to live, work, and raise a family and continue to teach and to talk about the Christian conservative message across our communities and across our state. If you want more information, you want tickets to our event, Stop the Insanity with Chloe Cole, on November 6th at 7 o'clock at First Baptist North Spartanburg. You can do that, palmettofamily.org. Click on that tab, Stop the Insanity. You can get your free tickets. Free, free. We're not charging you. They're free. Come out. It's going to be a great time. You're going to hear a great story from Chloe. It will encourage you, and it will get you to understand what we're facing and what our young people are facing across the country in this day and age when it comes to the scourge of transgenderism. For Kevin Cayello, Mitch Prosser, our entire team at Palmetto Family, I'm Justin Hall. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the fastest-growing conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. You guys are what makes it happen, and we appreciate you oh so much. Continue to pray for Israel. 